guys, and welcome back to another episode of Short Stories for Kids. I wonder what magical story we have for you today is, well, the latest story up on our premium channel is called An Alien Crash Lands in Emily's Backyard. An alien has crash landed in Emily's backyard. Will Emily make friends with this new life form? And will they end up going to school together? What will her friends and teachers think? To listen to this story and more, join up to our premium channel and become a super fan of short stories for kids. Here you'll receive a Friday bonus episode every week, plus our entire back catalog of over 200 original stories ad-free. Also, premium-only shout-outs just for you guys. So to hear this story and more, just sign up to our premium feed in a couple of clicks through our website at shortstoriesforkidspodcast.com. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. With fresh produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients you can trust, Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Avoid long lines at the grocery store. Green Chef is so convenient with pre-portioned, easy-to-follow recipes that are delivered right to your door. With Green Chef, you're reducing your food waste by at least 25% versus grocery shopping. I love to use Green Chef. It's delivered straight to my door. It's super easy and it's so healthy. I don't have to worry about finding time to go to the grocery store and I get more time to spend on doing things I love, like my podcast. Go to greenchef.com slash shortstories130 and use code shortstories130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Hey parents, this one's for you. Wondery's kids and family podcast, Little Stories Everywhere, transports your family to an imaginative world with enchanting stories and exciting adventures. In each episode, hosts Virginia Madsen and Robbie Damon read an original children's tale. These imaginative stories explore the exciting world of griffins, follow statues that come to life, and fly you to Cloudtopia, the land of unicorns. And if you've been looking for screen-free entertainment for your kids, Little Stories Everywhere encourages your little ones to use their imaginations. In one of their latest tales, you'll hear about Mark the Unicorn, He's just like any other unicorn, except he doesn't have a horn, and that makes him an easy target for school bullies. That is, until he runs into the most popular unicorn in school, Sprinkles, and their unexpected adventure changes his life forever. Listen to Little Stories Everywhere on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts or Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Today's story request comes from Nate, who loves listening to our stories on the way to school for drop-off. Now, he would love a story where he's hiking with his dad in the woods, and they find a magical mushroom that sends them back to the land of the dinosaurs. And Nate also very helpfully gave a big list of things um, all about himself, which we have also tried to include in the story. So thank you so much, Nate, for all of these great ideas. 
and we hope that you and your dad love this story. Is everybody ready for this dinosaur hiking adventure? Let's go. Nate really enjoyed going for a hike with his dad, Jeff. Today, that hike was taking them along a woodland trail. As they walked between the trees, they saw all kinds of birds flying overhead, hopping across the branches and investigating the path ahead of them. Nate was particularly fascinated by the birds today, so much so that his dad had noticed how quiet he was being. What are you thinking about, Nate? asked his dad. Birds have feathers, and some dinosaurs had feathers, said Nate. So did Ankylosaurus have feathers? Nate's dad stopped for a moment and scratched his chin. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't think it did. I don't think it did either, said Nate, circling his dad. But it would be good to know, wouldn't it? If only there was an easy way to check, his dad answered. Maybe I can help, said a voice. Nate and his dad looked at each other. Had they both just heard the same thing? Was there someone out in the woods with them? Looking around them, they couldn't see a soul anywhere. Down here, repeated the voice. They both followed the sound to the base of a tree, where between two thick roots nestled some kind of spotty purple and yellow mushroom. Hello, it said, looking up at them with small black eyes and a tiny smile. I'm a toadstool, it said. I can send you to see your Ankylosaurus. Really? said Nate excitedly. How? Make the wish and I'll send you there, smiled the time toadstool. Now, wait a minute, said Nate's dad. Won't it be dangerous? It's okay, dad. I'll protect you. I go to karate, said Nate, matter-of-factly. What about if we get stuck there? said his dad. You won't get to see your mom or your sister Claire ever again. Don't worry about that, said the time toadstool. You can only stay a little while, then my magic will pull you back again. Would you like to go? Yes, yes, said Nate. Come on, Dad, it'll be fun. I can't believe I'm doing this. Okay, said his dad. Let's do it. Yay, shouted Nate. I wish we could go and see an Ankylosaurus. Everything around them began to blur, and then, with a loud popping sound, they disappeared. They were still in a wood, but the trees were much taller now, and more widely spaced apart. The noises were different, too. Can you see a dinosaur, Dad? asked Nate. Nope. Wait, what's that in those ferns? Something was rustling them, but whatever it was, wasn't very big. Nate half expected his cat Coco to emerge, but then he had to remind himself that he traveled back millions of years into the past. This wasn't going to be a cat. Sure enough, what stepped out from amongst the ferns was very different to Coco. It was a two-legged dinosaur, about the size of a chicken, covered in feathers. 
Oh, Dad, it's a dinosaur, beamed Nate, grabbing his dad's arm. Just a little one, though, replied his dad. I suspect your Ankylosaurus must be around here somewhere. Let's go and take a look. They walked beneath the trees for a while, and although they heard strange hoots and calls that were probably dinosaurs, they couldn't see any others apart from their little chicken-sized friend, who was currently following them. Eventually, they came upon a very shallow stream where water trickled over a bed of rounded stones. And there, a short distance down the stream bed, stood an Ankylosaurus, and it appeared to be in trouble. Ankylosaurus is a most unusual dinosaur. It's larger than a car, walks on four legs, and is covered from head to tail in bony armor and spikes. Most impressive of all is its huge tail tipped with a heavy club that it could swing to defend itself from hungry predators. But it wasn't predators that were causing this Ankylosaurus problems. This Ankylosaurus appeared to be stuck. When the dinosaurs saw them appear on the stream's bank, it didn't seem worried by them at all. Instead, it made a sound as if it was pleading for help. What's wrong with it, Dad? Nate asked. Look, its back leg is caught between the branches of that fallen tree. It must have been stepping over it, his dad pointed out. By the looks of the edges of the stream, it has tried to use its weight to yank its leg free. But all it's done is drag the tree with it. The poor creature looks exhausted. Can we help it? pleaded Nate. It's a herbivore. It won't eat us. Nate's dad stood up straight and grimaced. I don't know, Nate. That's a big dinosaur. Bigger than a rhino or a hippo, and I wouldn't want to get too close to either of them. The Ankylosaurus twisted its head to look at them and made the same sad noise. Oh, please, Dad. It needs us, begged Nate. His dad looked down at him and ruffled his hair. You always like to help people, Nate, don't you? Well, okay, we'll try. But we take things carefully, okay? We don't want to get clobbered by that big tail. Thanks, Dad, said Nate, giving his dad a huge hug. Let's do it. The pair of them approached the Ankylosaurus carefully from the side, splashing through the shallow water. They wanted to ensure that the dinosaur could see them at all times. They didn't want to startle it. But that was made trickier by the bulk of the fallen tree. Even so, they managed to do it. See here, said Nate's dad, speaking softly. Its back leg is stuck between the tree trunk and this thick branch. Yeah, I see it, nodded Nate. What can we do? Saw the branch off? We could if we had a saw. And I don't think there'll be a store around here for another, ooh, 70 million years. Yeah, agreed Nate, seriously. We can't wait that long. So, what can we do? We need a lever, explained his dad. A big, solid object that we can push down beside the leg and prise the branch away from the tree trunk. If we can open the gap up enough, the ankylosaur would be able to lift his foot straight out. But what sort of lever, Dad? asked Nate. Another branch would do it, replied his dad but a good strong one. We'd better get looking, said Nate. 
They searched across the woodland floor, but all the branches they came across were either too small, too big, or too old and weak. Nate was just beginning to disappear when the little chicken-sized dinosaur ran up to him from out of a clump of spiky plants, turned straight around, and stopped halfway back again. Do you want me to follow you? asked Nate. Cautiously, he did. In amongst the plants, the little feathered dinosaur was stood on top of a long, thick, knobbly branch. Nate gently took the end and pulled it clear. Dad, Dad, will this do? Oh, that looks perfect, said his dad, clearly pleased. Well done. They carried the branch between them back to the stream and then took some time to carefully get into position. Ready? asked Nate's dad. Ready, nodded Nate. But just as they braced themselves to pull back on the branch, a great big splintering sound echoed behind them. Turning around, they were horrified to see the large shadowy shape of a Trianosaurus watching them. Uh, that's not good, said Nate's dad quickly. What do we do, dad? Nate asked. Free his leg and fast, he replied. Our best chance against that predator is to let this Ankylosaurus do what it does best and swing that tail. Come on, pull. And they pulled. The lever branch was bending, but it was working. The gap where the Ankylosaurus's leg was trapped was widening. Behind them, they could hear the Trianosaurus approaching. It didn't need to be quiet. It could tell this Ankylosaurus was in trouble and no doubt thought it was going to get an easy meal. Hurry, Dad, urged Nate. Nearly there, said his dad, straining with all his strength. Nearly there. Then, quite suddenly, the Ankylosaurus was lifting its leg free and stepping clear of the fallen tree. Nate felt his arm being grabbed by his dad as he scrambled to get them both to the other side of the tree trunk. Hopefully, it would offer some sort of hiding place from the Trianosaurus' massive jaws. It looked as if they'd made the best choice. The Trianosaurus was focused on the Ankylosaurus, looking for a way to get its prey. It paced along the stream bank, looking for an opportunity to strike. But the Ankylosaurus was used to defending itself. It kept its head furthest away from the prowling predator and its tail closest, which was being swung back and forth. If the Trianosaur attacked, it would meet the club tail first. Nate and his dad had the perfect view from their spot down the side of the fallen tree. They were getting wet from kneeling in the stream, but neither of them even noticed that, although Nate did spot that they'd been joined by their chicken-sized dinosaur friend. The Trianosaurus must have been hungry because it wasn't backing down. It made to dash down the side of the Ankylosaurus in an attempt to bite the neck, but the Ankylosaurus was too quick. No sooner had the Trianosaurus's foot hit the stream than the Ankylosaurus's tail was swinging up and sideways hard. It impacted with the carnivore's thigh, sending the big meat-eater crashing into the stony bed of the stream in a spray of water. This was followed by a howl of rage and pain. It didn't stay down long, though, and for a moment, Nate feared that the Trianosaurus would try again. 
but it wasn't to be. This predator had had enough, and it limped away to look for an easier meal somewhere else. Emerging from their hiding place, Nate and his dad both sighed with relief. Oh, we did a good thing here today, Nate, said his dad. Hey, I've got an idea. Stand right there. His dad fumbled in his pocket and pulled out his phone. Smile, he said, and took a picture of Nate with the mighty Ankylosaurus in the background. And now we know the answer, said Nate with a grin. What's that? asked his dad, frowning. Nate turned to the Ankylosaurus that watched them with interest. No feathers, <laughs> laughed his dad. Of course. Hey, dad, is everything going a bit blurry? But before he could answer, there was another popping sound, and they found themselves back in the present day. Oh, it's over already, groaned Nate. Never mind, comforted his dad. Look, we've still got the photo. Sure enough, there it was on the screen of his dad's phone. Hey, the time toadstool has gone, noticed Nate. I guess it was magical. Hey, do you think anyone would believe a toadstool had sent us to see a dinosaur? Asked his dad. We've got the photo, said Nate. This proves it, doesn't it? I can't wait to tell my friends about this. Come on then, encouraged his dad. This hike hasn't finished yet. Let's get going. Then I think you've earned whatever you want for dinner. The pair of them headed off down the trail in the sunshine, and not too far behind were followed by a small, feathered, chicken-sized dinosaur. The end. <laughs>